Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from Delta EE, the new energy experts. We'll be talking about how the energy transition is developing across Europe, with guests who are working at the leading edge of this transition. Hello and welcome to the episode. Schneider Electric is a global giant in the energy sector, not in terms of producing energy, but in terms of how we distribute, use and manage energy. And today I'm speaking with Jay Thampi from Schneider. Jay is Senior Vice President for Strategy and Innovation in the home and distribution part of Schneider's energy management business. Many of you will have heard of Schneider. For those that haven't or aren't quite sure what Schneider does, its products and services are found in grids, industries, buildings, in over 115 countries around the world and it employs a uh, mammoth 135,000 people. So without doubt, Schneider's products and services can play a big role in helping to decarbonize our energy system. So uh, let's say hello now to Jay. Hello, Jay, how are you doing? Hey, John, uh, thank you for having me on this uh, on this podcast. Doing very well, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, it's a lovely, sunny spring morning here in Glasgow um, and you're joining us well it's evening where you are isn't it yes indeed it's evening in Singapore and uh, we do get uh, sun and rain which is pretty much the two climates that you have at this part of the world right um, well very different climates from Glasgow to Singapore I think I'd prefer a bit more of your one to be honest um, Jay I described your official job title uh, Official job titles are always a bit dry. So can you give me the unofficial version? How do you describe your job at Schneider? Yeah, no, very well said, John. I mean, titles don't really mean much. So let me break this down this way. So um, as you said at Schneider, uh, we globally provide solutions for energy management and automation. So energy management business is where we address many different segments. Um, One of the big ones, the key ones being homes or residential. And that's the division that I represent. So we are the primary focus on residential segments, but not only that. And within this division, I'm responsible for the global strategy and long-term innovation. So I'd say figuring out together with my colleagues and my team, how to transform and how to shape the future of this industry. Okay, so can you give us a feel for our listeners, what Schneider products might they have in their homes today, for example? And yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I normally tend to explain, um, a, you know, when I explain it for the first time to somebody that we make uh, products across the home, all the way from the products that keep you safe and give you peace of mind when you sleep at home. So the circuit breakers and the electrical panel uh, that's behind yeah. the wall. And then all of those products that actually you touch and interface with on a daily basis, the light switches, the sockets, the smart plugs, etc. And then, of course, the next level, which is where we go into the energy space, which is uh, the smart home automation space. So things like your smart thermostat, uh, your um, EV charging system, etc. So we do have a play also in the new electric landscape. So we're addressing multiple parts of the home and I'm you know, uh, pretty certain that our, our audience would have experienced at least a few of our products along the way. Yeah, okay, thanks Jay. Um, now most of our listeners are in Europe, although the podcast does have a global footprint, you've got a global role. Um, now homes vary massively from one part of the world to another. So can you give us um, an example of the contrast you see in 
in, in different regions or what's particularly important for Europe, maybe contrasting Europe with another region? Yeah, it's a great question, John. I think, um, you know, as we always say in Schneider that we have a multi-local approach. So our business is local, but we play mm. globally. So the diversity for us goes actually beyond types and sizes of homes, but also in products. So if you take, for instance, countries like Singapore, you know, where yeah. I am, or in China, or some of the even Nordic countries, we would have a higher share of multi-dwelling homes, high-rise residential mixed-use buildings, for example. Whereas if you look in UK, Australia, or even the US, you would see a higher share of uh, single-dwelling um, landed homes. Um, so from a product standpoint, the electrical distribution standards and regulations are different across geographies. So that's the other yeah. approach. So the plugs and sockets are different. So therefore, our business is about delivering these local solutions with local competences, understanding the local regulatory requirements and code compliances, while leveraging the strength of Schneider as a global engine, uh, including global technology platforms, global partnerships, etc. Yeah, okay. And you're, you've got that global perspective. So can you make that real? So what might a global uh, partnership or a global I guess, core part of your technology look like that you can then localize and apply around the world? Yeah, absolutely. And I probably take one example each, uh, one from partnership and one from from technology, for instance. So um, Schneider is uh, one of the uh, key players in the Connectivity Ecosystem Alliance, which is a partnership between Schneider Electric, Asa Abloy, Somfi and Danfoss. And what yeah. we do is bring our products together, especially to home builders and end consumers, uh, products that would work together in a simple way, seamlessly. Okay. So that's a global partnership because these are all global giants and they're all, you know, uh, let's say leaders in their own right. And uh, that sort of partnership we can leverage across different parts of the world. So when we win, you know, new, new customer projects. From a technology standpoint, if I take our smart home, um, home energy management system, we call it Wiser. Uh, that's the brand yeah. name we use internally. So Wiser platform is a global approach, but we have tailored that leveraging technologies available locally for Europe, Asia, and North America. So that, those would be two very close to hard examples of how we are playing globally, but still being able to deliver locally. Yeah, okay, I, I get that. And how reflective of, are they? So looking at the big global trends and looking at where you see your markets overall heading. You gave two examples there. One, um, interoperability, connectivity between different manufacturers' products, and a second, home energy management in your wiser platform. How Are they two of the big global trends or the biggest? Or if you step back a bit and look at what the global trends affecting your business are, how do you describe them? Yeah, so I think um, it's a, a very interesting um, evolution right now as we, uh, you know, and even in Delta EE, you're absolutely on top of that, is the energy transitions that are around us. So the energy transitions are impacting homes as well. And um, but when you look at it from a consumer perspective in a home, we would probably see the first step of digitization in the home, which is mostly around smart homes. So um, where we come in is actually uh, taking a view of how the smart home of the future or the home of the future will evolve uh, beyond what we today call a smart home. So if I take a specific example, um, North America today would be maybe 25 to 30% smart home penetration. France would probably be about 15%, Germany just about 20%. So we could argue that smart home in itself has a long way to go in terms of market penetration. However, 
when we see the real shift that is happening today in the homes, that's actually also the evolution of where homes are becoming more sustainable. You know, homes have, um, let's say, solar batteries, et cetera, coming into the home. So the energy side is also evolving. And this is where Schneider is taking a very clear approach to say that the smart home of the future cannot be just smart. It has to be smart and sustainable. So that would be, you know, one of the big, big shifts that we're seeing in the market right now. So integrating that smart part and the energy part together, is that fair? fair Absolutely, summary? John. So Absolutely. And we call that uh, that strategy grid to plug. So the grid representing the energy side of things and the plug uh, sort of, you know, representing every load or device or appliance in your home. And when you bring that grid to plug view, uh, a home energy management system, which is, of course, bringing the elements of the energy management as well as the home automation. And which is at the end of the day, you know, where homes of the future are going. What about the speed of those two trends? So sometimes I get very excited about smart homes and home energy management. Other times I'm a bit frustrated about the speed of adoption of these um, um, these technologies, these approaches. And I think back to when Google acquired Nest several years ago and the huge excitement in the industry. Wow, smart homes are really going to take off. You gave them percentages, you know, they're, they're in the market, but they're still the minority of the market. So is it a tomorrow? In a way, it's a today market, but how quickly do you see those numbers growing? Still, most homes, apart from places like Germany, don't have, you know, you don't have large numbers of homes with PV and batteries if you take out Germany, Australia, and certain other markets. So, yeah, how does a company like Schneider manage the speed? You don't want to be too far ahead, you want to, but you want to drive it, but you can't afford to be uh, too late either. I, I, we have a view on that, and let me put it this way. Right? So any technology adoption will come when the customer truly recognizes a value from it. So if I take the uh, smart home, take voice assistance or any of those experiences, um, once the initial fun experience fades over, uh, we have seen a lot of customers coming back and saying, I hardly use them. The same with kitchen appliances, smart kitchen appliances, etc. So we don't believe in Schneider that a bunch of glorified remote controls is going to serve the real purpose of home automation. So I go back to that earlier question about the differences between, you know, the localized differences or in, in homes around the world, right? So what is really changing yeah. is that this evolution of electric and digital is coming together. And there are different paces. So smart home, of course, started a bit early. But you can see that there is rapid adoption of solar and storage happening for various reasons. Now, Australia kick-started kick that, particularly because of, you know, that um, uh, the, the major blackout that happened in South Australia a few years ago. Yeah. Since then, you know, Australia became the forefront of residential, you know, solar rooftop. Uh, likewise, in the U.S., and look at even the recent uh, experiences in Texas, et cetera. So I think there will be defining moments where people will find a reason to, to bring a certain technology or capability in the home. And what I'm basically saying is that the interplay between that energy and home automation, that needs to happen. Because if you keep yeah. them separate, 
customers will never be able to find true value from the two because you know you you would wake up thinking of you know like what's the best time to charge my ev or how do i manage the different loads with my battery backup how do i know which room in my home is being inefficient or efficient with my heating during in winter and you know think of uh, think of your uh, you know country for instance right i mean yeah. march is where you have winters so there is so much happening there or even take the solar example we just talked about how do i maximize my rooftop solar system against all my energy guzzling appliances that get used at different times of the day so these are the pertinent questions that customers are going to be living with and if we can deliver a simple efficient solution for that by linking the two i think we have really the future of smart home of tomorrow yeah okay um where would you say you're on that journey of linking the two um, I think we, we have a very good advantage with uh, where we are today in terms of um, the grid to plug approach. So uh, we have announced and we are actually launching our energy center, which is our connected um, electrical panel, uh, re really the next generation smart panel uh, in uh, US and France this year actually very soon in the US, the first units have already started shipping. And combining that with our smart home products inside the home is going to deliver a that true end-to-end -end experience. So we are there in the market with that experience ready and available today. Um, and I think this is going to be, uh, let's say, across different markets, it's going to be appearing in other markets as well. So we do have an advantage. We we have a uh, we have the capabilities. We have the the presence in these markets. We have go-to markets available. Uh, for instance, whether it's through home builders, real estate developers, or electricians. So we have all of the pieces available today uh, to really. But I'm not saying that of call it victorious, but we certainly have at the moment you know, all of those pieces figured, especially uh, from a grid-to-plug point of view. Yeah, okay, so where there are particular, coming back to what you said about making customers' lives easier, making customers' lives better, that would change a lot country to country, market to market. The Australia example, parts of um, France, where you have a lot of automated shutters of lines, for example, that you don't have in, in the UK. So there'll be very specific use cases in different countries. Um, and your advantage is you're already in the home, you're already in distribution, you've already got those products, those electrical panels. Um, do you think you'll always push them through distribution or do you think you're, what's the balance between going through distribution and going direct to customers as a sort of B2C route? Well, it's something that we are looking at. Um, at the moment, I think we still have a big part to play in helping our existing customer base, for example, home builders and also yeah. our electrician community, because um, home builders, particularly you take UK, for example, California, for example, um, they're already experiencing the, the new targets, net zero targets, regulations, et cetera, coming their way. And, um, you know, these are customers who actually want a one-stop uh, solution. Uh, it's it's not, um, let's say, in their best advantage if they have to actually put these pieces together and figure it out. They do need the flexibility, the scalability, the customizability. And also they do want to work with someone who understands, particularly the regulatory part of this equation, because yeah. energy is still the center of it. So this is where we have an advantage. So we do have the a big part to play in helping our existing customers. But at the same time, we're also looking at what would it mean to go directly to consumers? Because this mm. is not a product like a, a smart voice assistant that you could, you know, buy and, and hook up by yourself, right? So many it's of not, these... It's not a gadget. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so, not a gadget, it's not a new toy that you can just take home and from the shop and plug in. Exactly. So I think that is something that we still have to approach. And the other thing, of course, is utilities are also playing a big part. If you look at the demand response programs today, facilitated through utilities. So this, um, I would say that this landscape still needs to be explored and looked at, but we still yeah. have uh, quite, um, quite some challenges, you know, in front that we can address easily with our existing customer base. Yeah. Okay. Um, coming back to the, the wiser home energy management platform, tell us a bit more about what this platform can do. So um, a few things. And so first of all, um, we position Wiser as addressing four key values in the home. So, yeah. you know, number one is the resilience element, which is about the safety of the home, as well as the uh, uninterrupted power availability. The second yeah. value that we talk about is the efficiency, so which is very important, uh, especially as you put more electric uh, appliances and more, you know, energy guzzling appliances and devices and et cetera in your home. The third value that we deliver is personalization, which is being human centric because um, smart homes are successful wherever they are because they are actually very easy to use as well as very personalized. So we do need to bring that as well, particularly in the context of linking energy and smart home automation. And then the fourth value, which is the most crucial value um, and would be also almost like a byproduct of these three, but, um, you know, taking a lot more center stage nowadays is sustainability. Because, yeah. uh, you know, governments are going to work towards that, um, you know, builders and other, uh, let's say, different players in the industry are going to be looking at new regulations and, and, and requirements. And we need to be playing a big part in there. And so this for these are the four values that Wiser is delivering. So what can we do if I were to translate that in concrete elements? At the energy side, we have the possibility with our energy center to almost act like a Fitbit of the home. So yeah. uh, it's constantly checking on what's going on in the home. It'll keep your home safe. It'll proactively tell you if something is going to, to go wrong. It'll give you circuit level access and you know monitoring, managing capability to your different you know loads in the home. Now, at a technology level, that all sounds like, why do I need to do that? But we have uh, worked on a software system and an application that would simplify it. And it's a mobile app that would make it super simple for the consumer so to use. So. Where it's what, what are the elements of that then, Joe? You've got the, the consumer app that you just mentioned, that user interface. You've got intelligence and software, which I guess is partly in the cloud, partly in the home. Yes, um, so there's part of the edge and part is, of course, in cloud. Um, and then the rest of the pieces, John, would be the hardware. So, you know, yeah. it could be just that energy center or it could just be something as simple as what we call a power tag, which is a, uh, a very small device that could sit in any electrical panel. It's connected, so it could actually, uh, you know, tell you what's going on for that particular circuit. Um, it could be just the smart devices inside the home. So we have a smart thermostat, for instance, in UK we have the uh, the Drayton branded uh, smart thermostats. So depending on the application that the customer wants, we can actually allow that journey to start, right? So this is, I think, yeah. very core because today we don't prescribe that the customer should have everything. The customer's journey could start from the IoT or the smart home world. It can start from the energy side. It could even start from the EV side because these systems are going yeah. to coincide and coexist in the homes of the future. Okay. Or the electrical panel, as you said, that everyone's got in their home. So that would be another starting point through the way. Jake, what's your, in terms of your job, so you're looking globally, uh, you've talked about the, the local focus of Schneider. How hard is it for you to um, make sure that you've got a right global approach 
but you're interfacing with the different countries as well. Are you getting, or regions, are you getting pulled in different directions? You know, country X says, hey, we need that. Country Y says, hey, we want that. And then it's really hard for you globally to look, okay, how do we get a common approach that can then be localized? Or do you find the countries are all telling you the same things? Yeah, no, I think it's a very good question. And I'm, you know, I'm guessing that uh, many of my peers who are listening to this would probably acknowledge this as well. This is a common challenge, right, in any large multinational. So um, you have to look outwards and you have to also look inwards. So what I mean by looking outwards is the macro trends and the micro trends in the market are very specific. So yeah. Australia being the largest solar residential market has a different need than maybe UK or per perhaps India, for example. Um, even within these four values that I talked about, sustainability and efficiency probably takes a center stage in Europe, whereas in India, resiliency, just to have uninterrupted yeah. power would be a, an important factor. So that is one element that allows us to prioritize. The other part is where are we strong? So we are strong in various markets around the world. Uh, you know, Schneider always takes pride in the fact that we have a almost equal presence around the world, depending on all the geographies. So yep. we're strong in US with our local brand. We're strong in Europe with multiple brands in, in different countries. So in each of these countries, we have a certain strength, we have a certain channel access, and we have a certain customer base. So these would be, in my view, coming together, allowing us to prioritize which markets do we go for and how do we cascade the different technologies. Like I mentioned, global platforms, global technologies, but localizing for the needs of that market. And that uh, therefore eventually becomes a strategy. Can you be fast enough? Because some, some, well, sometimes these markets are slow. We talked about that at the beginning, some of the frustration with the speed of development. Other times they can go very fast. So when they go fast, a local startup, for example, can move really, really quickly. Can Schneider move quickly enough or is that a challenge for you? Well, I think it's an excellent question. I mean, we, we start with recognizing that, you know, for any industry that is in a transition or disruption, the winning formula is not size, right? It's really speed and size. And I wouldn't yeah. say it's only speed. I think it's a good combination of the balance. So we acknowledge that we don't have all the answers. We are looking for win-win-win partnerships, as we'd say. So, you know, it has yeah. to be successful for the partner, for us, and therefore for our customers. So uh, we have been strong historically innovating at the core. And now we have an organization within Schneider called Innovation at the Edge. So we're constantly looking out for startups in different parts of the world. What kind of capabilities, competences do they bring that can dovetail with our own expertise? And I take UK as a great example. Last year, I think it was the tail end of last year, we announced that we are working with uh, GEO, Green uh, Energy Options. Um, it's, uh, it's a great partnership allowing us to bring our wiser heating solution together with their smart meter uh, analytics capability and now we are piloting that in a few hundred homes and we're discovering great insights about efficiencies room by room yeah. translating the heating down to you know dollar value you know or pounds and pence yeah. rather than you know, just a kilowatt hour so this is how we we work this is how we learn so we have to leverage partnerships you know like i talked about the connectivity ecosystem earlier it's not just startups it's even yeah. you know other leading uh, companies in that ecosystem so we are a big believer that open platforms open technologies and uh, speed of execution will be key for us I think it's really interesting that innovation at the edge and that example with with geo green energy options. Um, big companies are often very good at doing things from within, as you say, or acquiring, then integrating, which takes time. Um, is that relatively new approach, innovation at the edge? Are you finding yourself doing lots of it? Uh, was that culturally difficult for Schneider to do? 
No, we have been doing this. As a matter of fact, as a company, uh, you know, Schneider has been always admired for this sort of openness and uh, and willingness to partner and work with startups, etc. I think innovation at the edge is basically just structuring that because yeah. you would have the inducement of startups, we would have a ventures team within which would focus on which are some of those startups that we would want to probably you know, invest at some point in time. Um, and then of course, we also have the incubation teams, uh, which are also within this bigger cohort that are looking at how can we quickly incubate certain activities or certain initiatives within certain countries, just to get mm. the, uh, the agility, right? So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's an overarching structure, but it's not necessarily a new approach for Schneider. Yeah, okay, just as you say, structuring it. Um, Jay, before we bring out the Talking New Energy crystal ball, I'd like to ask you about, well, you've worked in other sectors besides energy. You've worked similar roles in other consumer-facing businesses. Um, when, since you've been working at Schneider, how have you seen the energy in the smart home sector compared to some of the other industries you've worked in? What do you think are the specific challenges or what really stands out to you when you think back to the other industries and then energy and smart homes? Yeah, I, and I think it's a, it's a very, very good point, uh, John, because I came from uh, working in the smart home space for a really long time. Um, I've worked in smart home technology. I worked on networking technology, uh, even in home appliances space. Uh, yeah. But one of the things that all of those, um, in, in all of those, uh, let's say, carriers, we couldn't do is to really get the true efficiency um, of these devices and gadgets and appliances until they are connected. Whereas what we can do today in Schneider is that even if your kitchen appliance is not connected or your pool pump or your sump pump is not connected, uh, because it is on that electrical infrastructure, we can actually manage that, particularly those uh, appliances which are big energy guzzlers. So this is something which is really unique and allows us and therefore to evolve into this grid to plug ecosystem. Now, yeah. what, what, is, what is really possible in the smart home world is that you would probably have a product or a device or an appliance. You can go specifically into applications pertinent to that device, which is what the smart home companies can do. But this is where we have really taken a clear departure. Now, uh, the challenge that you asked about, the challenge really is that this is a very fragmented approach. Smart home is a more universal approach. I would say that, you know, I mean, um, it's smart lights and, you know, voice assistants, et cetera, are pretty much working on a kind of common domain. But when it comes to energy, as you can see, it is regulated, you know, it will be uh, at different pace in different countries. The way even the technologies are different, you know, if your panel is different, your, uh, you know, uh, your voltage levels are different. So this is going to be an interesting space. And I think it also gives us a competitive advantage because it is not something that consumers would wake up thinking about when it comes to smart home. And that also yeah. gives us therefore an opportunity to really create that space, grid to plug and give the peace of mind and the benefits to the customers around the four values that I talked about. Yeah, okay. And I think that point about it being very country specific is really, really important, actually, because if you look at, you know, people talk quite loosely sometimes, oh, yeah, Amazon or Google will enter the energy market. But they, yeah, they have to localize their products and solutions to each market, but they like doing as little localization as they can. And energy, you need huge amounts of localization. As you say, the regulation, the market structures, the way people use, the way homes are set up varies so much. So I see that as a really big challenge, actually. How do you get 
and Schneider's in a nice position. You've got that global and local approach, but how do you get the scalable solutions, but then working in very, very different countries, even if those two countries are right next to each other? Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is exactly what we are figuring right now with WISA. And if I look at uh, how that has been evolving over the, uh, uh, let's say, particularly in the last year since we announced our Cryptoplex strategy with our energy center, and if I look at the um, the two markets that we have taken to launch, North mm. America, so US and France, one on the US standard, the other one being the IEC standard, and we have used two different technologies. So in North America, we use the technology from a company that we partner with called Sense, whereas in Europe, we use our own technology, which we have developed over many years. And then on top of that, we're bringing our smart home capability, which is our own technology and the software and the user experience, et cetera, right? And we have tried it in both markets and both markets, the products hitting the market right now, and we are ready to scale it to the next level. So I think there's great learning. And again, like I mentioned in the beginning, it's not, uh, you know, calling it victory yet, but I think, you know, we have seen from two huge markets, very important for Schneider, totally contrasting in terms of the market landscape, et cetera, but being able to do that and the learnings coming from that is putting us in a very, very good position to be able to scale this in other markets. Did, did you deliberately pick two very different markets? I guess, I guess it made sense to do that. Yes, actually we did. And, you know, again, for, for the reasons that we talked about earlier, because these are two important markets, you know, um, and again, they, from, in terms of, let's say, um, the new energy landscape adoption, for example, California is very forward leaning when it comes to that. So, you know, it was a no brainer for us to pick that. We are market leader in that space uh, in, in the US anyway with Square D brand. So, you know, customers are already knocking at our doors asking how could we do this? So that was a, you know, yeah. easy one for us. France, obviously, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's a big market for us. Again, great growth opportunities. We're seeing other markets, you know, in, in next to it, you know, think of Australia, think of some of the other European markets where we are, uh, you know, historically strong in Australia, for instance, with Clipsal. So we have markets where this could just scale to the next level and yeah. leveraging their global capabilities and platform, et cetera. But indeed, yes, we picked those two markets where we first bring the product into, uh, to, 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 let's say, this year. And we're seeing some really positive results there. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's look forward now as you just uh, sort of ended in your comments then and bring out the Talking New Energy crystal ball and set the dial to 2025, so just four years away. Um, can you give me three things that you'd love to see Schneider achieve in this area by 2025? Yeah, well, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I'm really hopeful that the strategy is really going in the right direction with, uh, you know, with all the continued successes for sure. But if you were to really ask me three things, I'd probably put it this way. So first of all, I'd love to see you know, homes becoming more resilient and efficient, a significant number of them. Um, you know, we, we're still seeing billions of euros spent on uh, electrical fault related fires, et cetera, in homes. One would probably think is particularly in Europe, we would think that, you know, high quality electricity, everything is secure, et cetera, but that's not the reality. There is so much going on around the world. So this would be one that I would really like to accomplish. Uh, and it's also one of the values that we are delivering with WISA. The second one is that if we do the smart home of the uh, of the future, right? With wiser grid to plug, homes could become the edge of the autonomous grid of tomorrow. 
because the grid is going away from just being smart to becoming more sentient or autonomous. And homes yeah. have to become a big part because home is a big CO2 greenhouse gas emitter in the in the bigger scheme of things. And we recognize it. And that is why you know our business is particularly important. And the third one is, if we would do all of these right, we would really see homes becoming more sustainable and supporting the net zero and the other you know initiatives and the climate change initiatives that are you know going around in all the all the countries around us. So those would be my uh, really three wishes if I had that crystal ball. I really love to see the resilience and efficiency coming together, home really becoming the edge of the grid and therefore delivering sustainability in the true sense of it. Because we are the number one most sustainable company in the world now. And we take that as a responsibility and not just as a place in the podium, but it's also mm. a big responsibility on our shoulders to make sure that we make this happen in every segment that we touch. And home being big, we really have a big part to play there. Yeah, well, um, if if we're going to succeed in the energy transition, then companies like Schneider will need to be driving it forward and playing a, a very big part in that. So sounds like you've got a busy few years ahead of you, Jay. Yeah, well, absolutely. As long as we can help our customers, as I said, as well as us, yeah. it's a win-win. That's going to be fabulous. Yeah. Well, Jay, thanks so much for your time. It was great hearing uh, both for, about the company's perspective, how Schneider approaches this area, and your experiences, your views, and I think the, the passion and excitement that came across in uh, in the podcast today. So, uh, yeah, wish, wishing Schneider the best of luck with what you're doing. I hope the next years go well, and maybe we'll come back and talk again, well, if not before, definitely in 2025, and see how we're doing on those three things. Yeah, and thank you again, uh, you know, for for having me on this podcast. It's a great topic for us, and very important for us, uh, for the company as well as for for the planet, for the industry, you know. And we are, as you rightly said, we're in the middle of this energy transition. So, really happy to have this opportunity to share some of these thoughts here with you. Thanks, Jay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So, thanks everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed that window on the world of Schneider Electric and what they're doing in the the smart homes and home energy management space. We look forward to welcoming you back next week. Thanks and goodbye. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then please keep in touch. You can follow us and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to the podcasts on your chosen podcast platform. If you like the podcasts and like sharing, then please do rate us. And to listen to archived episodes, to read transcripts, and to see the latest Delta EE insights, then please visit www.delta-ee.com. Thank you.